On today's expert series, I am going to be joined by Sasha Shilkut, who is going to talk to us all about setting brave boundaries. She's a tenured and endowed professor and the vice chair of strategy in the Department of Anesthesiology at the University of Nebraska Medical Center. So we grew up in the same area, actually. Uh, she leads conferences and retreats for professional women through her organization, Brave Enough. She's a best-selling author, international speaker, and her first book, Between Grit and Grace, has to be feminine and formidable, has sold thousands of copies. And her second book, Brave Boundaries, Strategies to Say No, Stand Strong, and Take Control of Your Time, has just dropped. All right, Dr. Sasha, welcome to the show. I love to just kick these off by just asking truly what does it mean for you to be aligned with your purpose? So, you know, I think all of us have an idea of what we want our career to be when we graduate from any training program that we're in, or we kind of start out working in leadership. And, and I think it took me a number of years to figure out that maybe my career and my purpose were two different things. Um, and there's definitely overlap, but being aligned with my purpose to me means that I'm living well, I'm healthy, um, I'm mentally and physically healthy, and that I am able to utilize my passion to help others maybe solve problems that I've had in the past. Mm, such a beautiful, beautiful answer. And before we started recording, you we were talking about the book that you've written. So it seems like that's been a powerful tool for you in order to get this into the hands of more people. So I would love to hear more about what you were all about. So I'm a physician. I'm a cardiac anesthesiologist and professor at the University of Nebraska Medical Center. And I have four kids. And in 2013, the short story is I found myself completely burned out. I had four little children and a really active, busy, successful career. I looked really good on paper, but inside I was a hot mess and I wanted to quit everything. I felt like I was failing as a mom. I was failing as a doctor. I was failing as a wife. And so I took a year of no, and I said no, basically for a year to everything and anything that came my way. And I did it out of really a necessity because I, I couldn't even, I didn't even have the energy to get up and go to work in the morning. Um, I could barely make it through my day without you know, hiding in the bathroom and crying. And then I would go home at night and feel really bad that I'd had no energy for my kids. So I peeled back a lot of layers in 2013. And at the end of that year, I realized how isolated I was as a woman who was looked like she had all these things going for her, but I had very few connections with other women. So I started a community and online and it grew to 12,000 women doctors. And then out of that, I grew my company and started my company brave enough where now I teach women, primarily professional women about taking back work-life control through setting boundaries. And the book that I just wrote is a workbook really for any woman who may struggle in their life in a certain area, whether that's in their home life or whether that's at work or both places with living their priorities 
and saying no to things without guilt and understanding what boundaries are. I went to school for so long. Nobody taught me about boundaries. I had no idea what they were. I thought they were just something that applied to people in relationships. And I really have figured out that boundaries are key to my health and they're key to me living what I say my priorities are. So that's what I'm all about. Mm. Oh, I love this. And thank you so much for sharing that more vulnerable side to your story. I feel like so much of the world is walking around in similar shoes to where anybody on the outside looking in would say, hey, you're successful. What are you talking about? You want more. You've got it all. But inside, it's just like this this lack, for lack yeah. of a better term. And so, okay, so it sounded like a lot started to shift for you when you when it came to boundaries. But for someone listening who isn't really sure what that looks like, right? I know for a long time, I didn't know what boundaries actually meant. And I'm similar to you. I was like, oh, yeah, we put them in relationships. That's about it. What are boundaries? Let's start there. Yeah. So boundaries are anything that allow you to, you know, take that list that you may write every January or your, you know, what you say you really are passionate about or that you love or that's in your heart, whether that's your family, your career, a relationship and align it with your calendar. (laughs) It's very simple. And so often we say, well, this is what's important to me. Like family vacations or making memories or exercise or my health or doing this hobby. But then if you open your calendar, is that really where you're putting your time and energy? And so a boundary allows you to keep the good in your life in and keep things that compete with that and compete with your priorities out. And it just is a way of life. For me, it's a way of checking in with myself and making sure that I'm setting a boundary around where I put my energy because the most positive things in our life, like our career, for example, can become one of the most draining and negative things in our life if we don't have boundaries around it. Yeah, for sure. I've seen this, especially like, you know, we're coaches, right? We coach Mm -hmm. clients, we help them at this deep level. And so often it's like, they're not sure where to prioritize each day, especially those priorities, right? Yes. Like say, hey, my family is so important to me, but then you're working 12 hours a day while your mm-hmm. family is doing things without you. And so what would be the first step to really prioritizing that schedule and setting those boundaries? Yeah. So I always have people do what's uh, in the book. I have a boundary inventory and it allows you to kind of look at areas of your life in sections. And most of us are pretty good about boundaries around certain areas. And then we may have no boundaries where the animals are running wild (laughs) in other areas of our life. And we can't even imagine setting the boundary because in our brain, Maybe it's been modeled for us by a maternal figure, uh, or we just feel like we're going to be letting someone down if we say no, or if we say, I'm not going to do X anymore, or I don't do X um, without pay or without compensation or without replacing another task that you've asked me to do. We just don't know how to do that. So I have you take a boundary inventory first to kind of look at oh, like I have great boundaries around my kids maybe, but I have terrible boundaries with my phone and email or email or answering calls on non-work hours or scheduling too many talks or podcasts a month or whatever it is. So it's, it's really great to take a boundary inventory and kind of just go, okay, wh- where do I even start? Mm. 
Yeah. And you know what kind of came to mind for me was what do you feel like are the most insidious boundaries? Like the, like the sneaky ones, right? The ones yeah. that you wouldn't yeah. see are a problem. So I think probably all of us, whether you're man or woman or whatever, <laughs> the phone, our phones, most of us don't have boundaries with our cell phone. And the cell phone is really equates to your accessibility. And we have become a, a society that is 24-7 accessible. Whether you're on vacation, whether you're hiking, you know, the, the Everest, someone can get a hold of you. Yeah. And we have confused that our, how accessible we are with how good of a fill in the blank we are, how good of a mother, how good of a leader, how good of an entrepreneur, a doctor, teacher, whatever. Those two things are totally separate. So I would say our phone is a huge uh, source of burnout and, mm -hmm. and it drains our energy. And we don't even, we haven't even given it a thought about how do we put a boundary around our phone. Mm -hmm. And then the second one for me, because I coach mostly women and many of them have families, I think boundaries around our kids. I don't, I think when I say that to many of my clients, they cringe because they think that means that I'm telling them to spend less time with their kids or to deprioritize their kids. And I'm not, but if you don't have time for yourself every day, uh, by yourself, completely alone, you are not in touch with your health and well-being. You're just not, it, it takes time alone. And I coach so many people that are really stressed or have busy careers. And then they come home and they have zero boundaries with their kids because they think that that is showing them love. Mm -hmm. And I would argue, number one, you want to raise kids that are not afraid to set boundaries. You want to raise healthy kids, right? You want to model that for them. And number two, if you don't have time, 30 minutes alone for yourself a day, then you're just too busy. You got to figure out how to make that work and boundaries help you do that. Mm, I love this. I love this so much. I agree. Like, and I've got a two-year-old now, so uh, I know all about this like shift from just having all of this free time to then needing to find it. And I found it's have it's having us do more unique type of things to find this space for us to be alone. And especially with my fiance and I, right? Having to find that time where we're together and alone without mm. the, like that's a really yeah. good boundary too. Yes. Yes. When it go when it comes to like creating these boundaries, I feel like that's also like a gray area. Uh-huh. I, I did a podcast interview actually yesterday and we were talking about this because it's such a huge topic. So how do you create the boundary yeah. with loved ones, especially? So for me, it's a really easy four-step model that I explain in the book and anyone can do it. I hear all the time, oh, I don't, I'm just not, that's not my personality or I, I'm not really sure. I don't have the kind of strong personality that you do, Sasha, to set a boundary, but you know, we do hard things every day, much harder than setting a boundary. So the first thing is to, you know, talk, think about the pain point. What is the pain point and what is actually the boundary I need to set? So maybe it's, I'm not going to check email at night anymore. After I leave work, I'm not going to check my work email. Um, and then the second thing is, uh, who do I, who's affected by this boundary? Mm, okay. My, my team. Right. And the third is, how would setting this boundary make me feel? And that's the most important part because that's about self-coaching, right? Like, is it going to make me feel, have anxiety or shame, or am I going to feel bad? Or am I going to be scared? They're going to be mad at me. 
Because 99% of the time, that is a narrative that we've created in our head and it's 10, we blow it way out of proportion. And then we stop there and we never tell other people the boundary. And then the third, fourth is to just express the boundary. It's 20 seconds of brave. (laughs) 20 Mm -hmm. seconds of being brave can change your health and wellness and your work-life control so much if you just express the boundary to others. And it may look like saying to everyone, you know, I have been really overwhelmed lately and I have, I'm trying really hard to prioritize my family at night. So I'm going to stop answering emails at five. And I just want everyone to know that this is what I'm going to do. And so I will answer all emails in the next day or the next day or whatever. And you will be so surprised at how many people are, you inspire when you do that to set their own boundaries. 100%. Oh, and this actually reminds me of, a boundary that I set. Now, granted, I did remove this because now I'm not doing this part of the business, but it was around emails. And it was actually, I had an auto responder that let people know like what time I took my emails that they shouldn't expect a response for at least 48 hours, right? Like I set that out so that it would automatically go to people so that they would realize, hey, Jamie's not going to respond right away. And they loved that. And I did the same exact thing with text messages. And people were like, that's, a, that's amazing. Yeah, they, they do. They, it makes them want to prioritize what's most important for them too. I love that. Yes. Yeah. So it's, and you use the word brave. Okay. We've got to bring this in now. <laughs> the name of the book, right? Yeah. So brave boundaries. Okay. And I know it is strategies to say no, stand strong and take control of your time. So what are some things that you usually recommend people begin to say no to? A lot of times people don't recognize that they're, they're doing something simply because they think that there's an expectation that they do. And most of the time we have made that up, (laughs) right? Like, or we think our predecessor has done this. So that's what we have to do. So I encourage people to say no to anything that they, the minute they get asked to do it, or they see it on their calendar, their gut, like that gut feeling is, I don't want to do this, or I have to do this. That's a no. And you may be thinking, well, I can't, I can't say no to this. Like everybody goes to this thing or, or this is just what we do, but you would be surprised at how often you can actually say no and how empowered we are. It's just a societal expectation that we have placed on ourselves to say yes, especially as women. And so when you start to say no to things that in your gut you don't want to do, it then you can move into the space of saying no to things you actually do want to do, but aren't the best for your health and, and well-being. Mm-hmm. Because, for example, I'm a speaker. I speak all the time all over the country. And I could speak every week if I wanted to. I would be so unhealthy if I did that. And it's taken me probably three or four years to figure out that I can really only travel once a month. That's it. Anything more than once a month is too much for me. And even if it's just a 24 hour trip, it just drains me and it's not good for me. And so I have a boundary with myself that I, I only really accept about six speaking engagements a year because I know that something's going to maybe come up that I want to say yes to last minute. So that's my boundary. And once I hit six, I'm like, I'm done. And then if something pops up like last minute that I really think I want to do, I'll say yes to it to keep it like to 12 at a minimum. But I set, I can only set that boundary. Like the only person that can set that is me. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, for sure. And the cool thing is like at that point, number seven comes along, you get to decide if it's yes. ultimately aligned with sticking with the uh, name of the podcast here, aligned with purpose or not, right? You get to choose at that point, which is such a beautiful thing because the boundaries yes. are hundred percent. Yeah. And I, I feel like this ties in so well to like, even, even like all the family events that happen, right? Yes. I know some people, they might not be that close to their family, but they feel obligated to go to it. We've been there. We live very far from family now. So it's not really something that we're obligated to do at this point. So the location's a good boundary, but how about that situation? I mean, someone might be listening to this and, and feel like they want to say, no, it's not a total heck yes. So it's, you know, how do you go about doing that the first time? Do you just be brave and just come out with it and just say no? I love this question because most of us think that boundaries are for work or for people that are, we don't, we have a professional relationship with, but they're really important for your immediate family. And, you know, many of us find ourselves utilizing our free time to go to events, whether it's friends or family just out of this guilt of like, we need to go, we need to show up, but we may be exhausted. We may be tired. We may be struggling with our own relationships or or partnership and really need that time. You know, that time could be utilized to go have to spend time together. And we're so afraid of disappointing or breaking the norm. And yet when we are courageous enough to say no, what happens is we become a safe place for others to share their boundaries with me or with you. When you are the person who says to your family, I know that we always come for Thanksgiving, but this year we're going to stay home because we've had a rough fall and we just really need this time together as a family. Most of the time, if that person has your true well-being in mind, they're going to be like, please do whatever you need to do for your family. Mm -hmm. And the second thing is they're going to see you as a courageous, brave person who they can share their boundaries with, you know? So I, I talk about this all the time, but, um, what my husband loves sports and he loves watching sports and traveling and watching, you know, professional sports. And, uh, a few years ago, he really wanted me to go on this weekend with him. And I just was dreading it. And I was so exhausted and so tired And I honestly knew that the whole time I would be there, I was going to be a drag. Like I was not going to be the person he wanted to be with on this weekend. And I was so afraid of telling him no. Now, this is the person I've been with for 25 years, like knows me better than anyone, loves me more than anyone. I'm like, why am I afraid to tell, to be honest and transparent with my best friend? Like, finally, I just said, I don't want to go on this. I I don't want to be there. And it's not because I don't love you. It's because... I don't enjoy it. And I'm so exhausted. I just need a weekend by myself at home. And he understood. He was like, of course that makes sense. And here I had stressed about it. I built this whole narrative around it. I thought I was going to be disappointing him and he was going to be angry at me. He was none of those things. So when we're courageous, we actually allow ourselves to be that person that other people can tell no to, you know, my husband has done that to me now. He's been like, I know you really want me to go to this thing tonight and this artsy thing. And I don't want to (laughs) go I'm like, you know what? I don't want you to go if you don't want to go. So like it, it works and you Mm -hmm. just have to be courageous and share. Mm, I love that. I love that. I feel like that's such a great way to strengthen a relationship rather than always feeling like you're doing things out of obligation. And so 
kind of going back to the the family example, I I heard you when you were speaking, kind of like justifying to the family member of why you can't go. Is that necessary or is can we just say no, period? Yeah, no, that's a great question. You know, I honestly think it depends on this scenario. Um, there are times where I just say no. There are times where I think a no needs a little bit of an explanation and it doesn't mean that you're not empowered to say no and walk away. But if I truly care about that person and I want to explain to them why I'm not going to the wedding or why I have now have to back out of something perhaps, because that's another thing. Give yourself permission to cancel. Mm -hmm. Like we have this thought like, oh, I said I was going to be there, but we don't know what's going to happen in the next week, right? We have no idea what's going to happen. And we have to start giving ourselves permission and others permission to do what is best for our health. And so if it's mentally best for you to stay home and rest, cancel something. And those are the times where I do think it's important to give an explanation, not an excuse, but an explanation, you know, and there are other times where I'm like, I'm not answering that email or I'm not going to that dinner. I don't need to tell my work colleagues why I'm bowing out because maybe it's just to sit home and rest. I, that's my prerogative, you know? Okay. Yeah. No, it makes sense based on the situation. So I know sometimes if you just say no and just like walk away, sometimes they're probably like, that was rude. Like maybe, (laughs) right. I think I always justify it, but then I kind of question, I'm like, why am I justifying that? Yes. Yes. It's kind of like a, like a tug of war situation. Yes. Right. And I, you know, I wish there was one easy answer, but I honestly think it depends on the power situation and the structure and what you're dealing with, whether you say a reason or not. I'm thinking of like a boss who wants something and you're just like, no, <laughs> just <want> that <laughs> like that probably wouldn't, please don't take that advice. Anybody Right. Oh my gosh. I love it. Okay. So what are some other like, what are you feeling called to share right now? I mean, you've had this beautiful book and it's coming out soon, right? It's not out yet. Can I buy it yet or no? Yes, you can buy it anywhere where books oh, are sold yeah. right now, but it's coming out September 6th. So it'll be shipped to you then. But yeah, you can buy it on Amazon or Barnes Noble or Target or anywhere. Um, yeah, you know, I think the biggest thing that I want to share is that I, you know, have all these degrees. I went to school forever and I didn't learn this and it led me to overfunction, and it led me to overcommit myself to things and then kind of give 80% at things that I wished I could give a hundred percent because I was just doing too much. And I did not realize that boundaries were kind and, cl- and clear as kind as Brene Brown says, and that me being someone who is really transparent and just says, no, I, I don't have time for that, or I don't have that in my plan for the year is, doesn't make me a bad person. It makes me someone who shows up fully for things that I say yes to. And that took me a long time to learn. So that is what I would share with everyone is you're not a bad person for having boundaries. You're not a mean person. You're not a party pooper. You're not a drag. You're a person who, then when you say yes, you have enough energy to fully show up as yourself. And so based on the amount of people that you've worked with, how much of someone's schedule we're looking in like a seven day period, how much of their schedule is usually full of things that they're not feeling like they're that committed to or that they want to do? 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, you would be surprised. I mean, I, I coach women every day that are probably 80 to 90% of what's on their calendar. They don't want to do, or they don't get paid to do. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, or is not part of their job description, but they're doing it because this other person isn't doing it. And so it's really about narrowing that down. And it takes, it's not overnight, you know, but one of the things I preach to everybody is getting what I call white space or blank space on their calendar. And I use this example. I work at a level one trauma center and we have a trauma room that is always set up and it's costly, right? We have all the equipment in there. We have all the meds in there. We have everything in there. We leave this space open. Now we could be running procedures in there all day and which would be financially beneficial for us, but we don't know what's coming in. And we know that if somebody gets in a car accident or a really bad injury, we have to have everything ready. So every day we go in there and we open up everything and we prepare for this and we waste the room some most days. But you know what? If you're that person, you want that room open. And we need to look at our calendar like that. We need to go, where in my week do I have a white space for that trauma room to be stay open? Because I don't know what this week is going to hold. And I may get called this way, or I may have a sick child, or I may, you know, who knows what happens. I need that space to be open for me and my health and time for myself. And I have everybody try to figure out that space. And most of us can't even find it. We're like, oh my gosh, my, my week is already booked. Mm, wow. Wow. Yeah. You know, and what I see, especially, so a lot of people listening are entrepreneurs who have their own businesses. And what I've noticed, especially for entrepreneurs is they will sit down and literally stack this day full of to do type items till the freaking sun goes down and they don't get up. I was one of those people. Okay. Let's just be real. I was one of those. So not anymore. Okay. I think it's hard for me to not sneak back into that because I'm definitely high on the achievement side of things versus like the aligned portion. But I see it all the time now because I've also lived that. And so what would you tell that type of person who feels like they've just got to cram every last second of their day with something else to do? I would say that is an unrealistic way to expect you as a person to go about any type of productivity because you are expecting no phone calls, no text messages, no distractions, nobody getting sick, nothing happening in your house with a pet, with a, you know, nothing. That's not real life. You know, real life is messy and sticky and needs those free spots and needs downtime. And the times in my life where I have actually had the most creativity and innovation are the times of my life when I'm on vacation. Yes. Like, I mean, honestly, I, I get all my best business ideas when I'm on vacation, (laughs) when I'm like staring at the ocean and my mind is clear, like that is when I actually am the most innovative. And if I didn't take those breaks in my year to escape my business and medicine and all the things I would never have, I wouldn't be able to show up fully and innovate. And so I tell people all the time, like, you've got to have those pop-off valves. You've got to have those days where you have a blank space and you are doing nothing. Mm. Oh, I love this. So you're going to really appreciate this. I've got to bring it in. So the today's an exception because I'm actually going to a bachelorette party this weekend. So I've got like a lot of that type of time coming up, but on Thursdays, every single week, 
from 9 a.m. to noon, I have my whole calendar blocked off and it just says, go do something awesome. And that's, <laughs> but that's like typically a day where, Love you it. know, we have many, so the baby's cared for. And normally I would be kind of in grind mode. It would, mm-hmm. it would be, Hey, I'm in the office. I'm here. I'm getting things done. And it was like, you know what? I feel that it's like, we've got to allow that space to just be. And so I knew that I needed that each week for myself to just yes. fill up my cup so that I can show up more powerfully for others. So I figured you'd I love like that. that. That's amazing. Yeah. Sometimes you do. You, I think for me, it's like me putting that in there each week and figuring out what that looks like wasn't as beneficial because I would always, something would always come up, but having the same time every single week, that was yes. non-negotiable. Well, that's except for smart. here I go, I negotiated it this week. So I guess <laughs> But that just, it always gives you something to really look forward to. So I love, I love that you help your clients step into that. Yes. Yes. It's just, it's, is there, there's nothing better than just spending that time on yourself. Right. For sure. Mm. Oh, I love this. So what, what else is coming to mind for you that you feel like a lot of people come to you struggling with that we haven't covered yet? I think a lot of things that one thing that we, a lot of my clients struggle with that we haven't touched on is, so I I think you're probably in the same boat. Your, your audience may feel this is this feeling of disappointing, nice people. (laughs) Like none of us have a problem saying no to people we don't like, (laughs) right? We're like, no, I don't want to do that. But we struggle to say no to the people in our, the good people in our life, the people that we like, or we don't want to disappoint. And I, I think I, I preach this all the time to my clients and they're like, they finally, they get it. They're like, Oh, I'm like, you are never going to stay well if you don't disappoint nice people. And the disappointment is probably really in your perception. It's not in theirs. Most people are so busy with their own lives that they think very little of others. And it doesn't mean that we're, they're selfish, but it's true. And so when they ask you to do something and you say no, they're, they may express to Stace for like 30 seconds and they're on to the next thing that they have going on that day. They are not focusing on you. You think they are, you think they're like, Oh, walking away and thinking all these things, but they're not just like when you ask your friend to do something and she's like, I can't do that. You're like, Oh darn. And then you're going on to the next thing. So I really have people do this little trick where I have them like go through it in their own mind, what they think it's going to be like. And then I say, okay, how was it? How was sharing the boundary? How was saying no? And they're like, actually, it was so much easier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I feel like that's true. We all tend to hype it up or maybe even think of a scenario that we wouldn't want. I say we, because I feel like for a long time, that's the way I lived a lot of life. But it's it's almost like, how do we also picture the way we want it to go? Right. Yes. So let's attach ourselves to that vision too. And really like, you know, step into that. Oh, I love this. So yeah, I would love to hear where we can find you. Cause I'm sure we've got some listeners right now who are just dying to check out your page and your book. 
Yeah. So the best place is to go to my website, becomebraveenough.com. You can sign up for my Friday newsletter that I send out. I don't spam anybody, but I send out a little uplifting message every Friday. And you can find the book, Brave Boundaries, wherever books are sold. And you can follow me on Instagram at are you brave enough? Beautiful. And now, now, is there anything else coming to mind that you would like to share or even just leave our listeners with? I would just say you deserve boundaries. Uh, You can set boundaries. Anyone can. And you do hard things every day that are so much more difficult than you give yourself credit for. And so give yourself permission to set boundaries. Mm -hmm. That's so beautiful. And now I know we've got your book, but do you have another book that has been transformative in your life that you would like to recommend? Um, Actually, one of my favorite books is um, The Road Back to You. It's all about um, Enneagram types and I'm a big Enneagram uh, believer and coach. And so I love, I love that book because it helped me really see myself through a way that I had never appreciated before. Oh, beautiful. I'm going to add that one to my list. It's not on there yet. So thank you. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you just so much for coming on here today and just sharing with us. And I'm so excited for you and your book launch. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a joy. You're so welcome.